Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, the Roots Bay Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And a couple minutes ago, I just posted a podcast talking about assessing talent and assessing trades, assessing bullpen talent and assessing trades, how they're kind of similar. And it kind of got my mind off into a an area of the brain. My, my, an area of my brain, let's try that again, an area of the, my brain that doesn't usually get used started to get used. I'm going to do some parallelism right now. I'm going to do some parallelism. I'm going to start it with saying I've been wrong. I have been wrong. I've been wrong. I've said there really isn't any sort of a comparison, any sort of a comparison between what the Cubs did in July and anything from the 2012 to 2014 area. Nothing, 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 nothing. Now, there were the Scott Feldman trades where players brought in and dealt at the deadline, brought in and dealt at the deadline, brought in and dealt at the deadline. Um, That's happened before. Happened this time with Jack Peterson. Bring him in, trade him at the deadline. Uh, Andrew Chafin, same thing, brought him in, traded him at the deadline. Uh, Ryan Tapera, played him last year. Let him go. Signed him in spring training, or just before spring training. Carried him through July got him through July, traded him for a prospect. That's been done before. Cubs did that with um, Paul Mahalam. I think there are a couple other guys, too, that they did that with. Uh, Scott Feldman being one. Bring him in, ride him through July, and then trade him. They've done that before. But I I hadn't really remembered the Cubs having a situation where they had a quote-unquote long-term player, long-term player, that they dealt in July. But as I was working on the last podcast and finishing that up, it hit me, yeah, the Cubs have done that before. The Cubs have had a long-term player that at the deadline they traded. And before I get to who it is, the result of said action is an indication for the Cubs are now as opposed to then. The result of that action as compared to how it happened now is a hint of how and where the Cubs are right now as compared to back in 2012, 2013, and 2014. Back in, I think it was 2013, Alfonso Soriano was on a sweltering hot streak right before the trade deadline, and the Cubs traded him to the Yankees. Oh, no! Oh, no! You traded my favorite player. You traded my favorite player, and he's gone. You you traded him. Prospect for a prospect, not not even a guy I'd heard of. You traded him for a prospect. 
You traded him for a prospect. How dare you do that? How dare you do that? Well, it happened that uh, at the time, the Yankees were actually in cost-saving mode, which really doesn't happen very often. The Cubs ended up trading Soriano, but paying for all or at least most of his salary in 2013. And because of that, the Cubs ended up getting a better prospect back in return. You ever heard this before? As it turned out, Corey Abbott never amounted. He got injured and never got healthy again. Stuff happens. When a trade is made, you're basing the trade assessment on what was received, not how what was received developed. Corey uh, uh, Corey Black, if he would have been a successful Chicago Cubs relief pitcher, hey, the Soriano trade would have gone down better in history. But the reality is the trade made sense at the time. The trade made sense at the time. Soriano was hot. The Yankees were interested in getting Soriano. And they were willing to give the Cubs future value to get him. Any of this ringing true? Any of this making sense? Any of this ringing any bells? When Soriano was traded, the Cubs didn't have anyone particularly good to stick in a spot. Actually, was it Denorfia or it might have even been Coglin? But it, it, it was, uh, he, he's a guy. He's a guy. We're going to put him out there. He's a guy. Just, he'll take a spot. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be out there. So now what happened? Now what happened? 2021. The Cubs trade everybody under the universe that has an expiring contract. They trade away Anthony Rizzo. Give away Anthony Rizzo for two guys. Most Cubs fans have never heard of. Guys, nobody's ever heard of. Oh, Rizzo's gone. Let's call up this guy from AAA. Let's put him at first base. Frank Schwindel. He's done okay. Uh, Chris Bryant gets traded. Again, for players nobody's ever heard of. And... Bryant, who'd been bouncing back and forth around the field, um, that pretty much guaranteed that Patrick Wisdom would get everyday playing time. Um, Jack Peterson, dealt away. Bye, bye, see, he, he was the first one to go. He was the first one to go. Now, all of a sudden, Rafael Ortega gets to play every day. Hmm, that's kind of worked out all right. Um... Who else got traded? Who else got traded? Javier Baez. Cubs really haven't filled shortstop very well. They haven't filled shortstop very well. And that's being perfectly honest. Part of that's because Nico Horner has been injured. But um, the entire idea was let Baez go elsewhere, bring back prospects, and take a look. Horner got injured shortly thereafter. Sergio Alcantara is trying to play his way into or off of a 40-man roster spot this season. Will he get one? Will he not get one? I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. He might be a 12-3 casualty. 
Um, then the pictures were traded, and when Trevor Williams was traded, still kind of surprised it was him. Well, uh, I guess that kind of created room for Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson to start. Um, now Adrian Sampson gets to start tonight. It's been opportunities for players. The relievers, Chafin goes away, Tapera goes away, Kimbrell goes away. Okay, now let's plug in Rowan Wick. Let's plug in Cody Hoyer. Let's plug in Manny Rodriguez. And unlikely, unlike the Soriano days, the players who have been called up, to a reasonably large extent, have actually done rather well. The players in the pipeline have done rather well. The players in the pipeline have done rather well. That's something that didn't happen. 2012, 2013, 2014, call up a guy from AAA, plug him in. Unless he was, you know, Junior Lake did okay. Javier Baez did fine. Uh, Jorge Soler did fine. The, the players who were highly touted did all right. But the guys who were, were going to plug in Cody Ransom, that didn't do a whole lot. The players called up from AAA now have done a whole lot better than then. And the players like Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Scott Efros, Michael Rucker, Manny Rodriguez. They have option years. They can get they have plenty of option years. They can get bounced up and down. We're we're gonna have him in major leagues. Ooh, he's struggling a little bit. We're gonna send him back down to AAA so he can work on what he needs to get worked on. And in the interim, we will call up this other guy. You have a Tommy Nance who has Years and years and years to go of being bounced up and down between AAA and the majors. He, he's getting bounced up and down in 2021. He can get, get bounced up and down in 2022. He can get bounced up and down in 2023. And if in any of those years he stays up the entire time, he can get bounced up and down in 2024. The more players that you have, that you have flexibility with out of your bullpen, the more flexibility your bullpen has. Not very hard. Not very hard. In 2013, when the Cubs made trades, they called up people and they were bad. They were bad. There, there's no, uh, there's no using the um, massaging kit on it. They were the the guys the Cubs brought up from AAA. Hey, we're going to give this guy... They were bad. They were bad. The guys now, they're at least worth arguing over. Is this guy worth keeping? Michael Rucker, there's some stuff there. Trevor McGill, there's some stuff there. There's some velocity there. Back when, back when, when the Cubs would call up players from the pipeline, they almost always, unless they had a large bit of positive reputation, they were bad. When Patrick Wisdom was called up, people were saying, who the hell is he? When Frank Schwindel was called up, people were saying, who the hell is he? 
When Rafael Ortega was called up, people were saying, who the hell is he? When Michael Hermosillo got called up, there were some people who were saying, you know, Michael Hermosillo, he's been doing pretty well in AAA. Maybe he ought to get called up. See how that's learning? Learned responses. When you start to understand that, oh, if a player's kicking butt in AAA, you call him up and give him a look if there's any possibility of doing it. How it works. Alfonso Rivas comes up. I really don't remember anybody saying, oh my God, the Cubs are calling up an infielder, a left, a first baseman left fielder. I've never heard of him, so God, he's got to suck. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that with Alfonso Rivas. I didn't hear that from anybody on Twitter from Alfonso Rivas. What I, what I was more hearing from fans on Twitter, on Facebook with Alfonso Rivas was, Hey, let's give this guy a shot. Let's see if this guy's any good. Because all the a bunch of these other guys that we never heard of, they've been fine. If a team ever gets to the point where when they reach into AAA and call someone up, whoever it is, third baseman, right fielder, left-handed reliever, right-handed starter, whatever it is, the more likely they're going to bring up a player that's useful the more likely the pipeline is useful. It's not going to be 100%. Not going to be 90%. But if you can start getting to the point where, oh, 75% of the time the guy's worth having on the major league roster, if you can get close to that, that's pretty darn good. Remember how the, the St. Louis Cardinals used to call up like Bo Hart? The hell is Bo Hart? Why is Bo Hart? And... For about two months, he just ripped the league apart. That's kind of what the Cubs are trying to do. The Cubs want to get to the point where the guys doing well in AAA, they get called up to the major leagues, are doing well. The guys doing well in AAA get called up to the major leagues and they're doing well. Now that's going to take, there are two specific steps. And yeah, I know it's kind of lot. Kind of logical, it's kind of Captain Obvious. It, it takes two steps. One, the guys have to be doing well in AAA. For many, many, many years, the Cubs didn't have guys doing well in AAA. And if you have guys who aren't doing well in AAA, it's really hard for them to do well in AAA and then do well at the major league level because they didn't do the first step. The goal with a successful pipeline is to have players at all the levels, all the positions doing reasonably well enough. Reasonably well enough. So let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say uh, year 2025 on down the line. Cubs get to a point where their center fielder is going to miss two months of time due to an injury. It sucks. It sucks. That 2025 center fielder, dude, he's really good. I hope when he gets back, He's healthy and he's all good and he's ready to go and he's ready to contribute. He's ready to be in the starting lineup in the postseason. I hope he is. But for now, he's out for two months. So the Cubs reach down into AAA and here's the guy. Here's the guy. We're going to plug in the guy. So now what ends up happening, you plug in the guy at the major league level. You hope he's not underwater. You hope he's not underwater. 
Maybe he will be, but the hope is he's at least competent at the major league level. You hope he is. But here's the important part. You've opened up a spot in AAA. You've opened up a spot in AAA. The hope is you have a guy in AA who, oh, sucks that that guy got hurt, but I've been waiting to get to AAA anyway. I've been kicking butt in AA, and I can't get called up. Now, unfortunately, Major League guy gets injured. AAA guy gets called up. Now I get to go from AA to AAA. And now I get to kick butt at AAA. But here's the thing now. There's an opening in AA. There's an opening in AA because the guy from AA went to AAA. So then what you do, then what you do is hopefully you have a guy in advanced A who can go to double A, who can kick butt there. If an organization only has like five or six good prospects, and trust me, it seemed like, it has seemed like for far too many years. Far too many years, that's been where the Cubs were. They have like five or six guys who are any good. One, they have the one pitcher. They have one guy who's a catcher, and they have an outfielder who's kind of good at one of the levels. They have like two good shortstops, and uh, one guy's kind of a second baseman, third baseman type. And w what levels are they in? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but they have like six guys who are any good. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Somebody was showing some video on the Twitter machine of a Dodgers prospect. He's like 18, 19 years old, just drafted. Pop-up guy, probably took him like the 14th round or whatever. Nobody's ever heard of him. Oh, here's this guy from the Dodgers. Uh, nobody's ever heard of him, but, oh, by the way, here he is hitting a 106-mile-an-hour line shot exit velocity to center field. And somebody who's a Mets fan saying, oh, great, just what we need. Another Dodger prospect to pay attention to. The entire goal of the minor league organization, of the minor league system, is to have players at the major league or near the major league level who are ready to fill in as needed. If the advanced A level sucks, the system ain't doing right. If the, AA, if the AA affiliate sucks, the system ain't doing right. If the rookie league, if the compound league isn't doing well, the system ain't doing right. The system is doing well. The system is doing well when if a major league spot becomes available, you dip into AAA, hey, this guy will work, let's use him. Then you dip into AA to replace the guy at AAA, and he does okay. Now remember the thing, the uh, 2025? So now we get to September. The guy is back healthy. The guy is back off the 60-day disabled list. He's back off the 60-day disabled list. And the hope is the guy who is called up from AAA. Two options. Two hopes. One is he's already gotten his spot and he, he's not going back. You know, you can send somebody else down. You can send somebody else down. But he's not going back. He's, he's on the team now. You're, you're not getting rid of him.
That's one hope. The other hope is he's going back. He's going back, but he's going to be back soon. That's the hope. That's the hope. At every level, players are developing so as soon as there is an opening at the next level. Somebody's ready to jump in and take it. Somebody's ready to jump in and take it. This week, the uh, Cubs, I don't know if the decision was Peter Matt should get more time in the outfield, or I don't know if the decision was um, Peter Matt is going to be the first baseman for the rest of the two weeks of the season. And Felix Stevens, who is a big old cat, big dude, um, possible first base, possible DH, was called up from Mesa to Myrtle Beach. There's an opening. Called up a guy. Going to see if he's worth it or not. Going to see if he's getting it done. And yes, Myrtle Beach game, I will be paying attention if Felix Stevens is in the starting lineup. I want to hear. I want to know. I want to learn. The goal of a pipeline is to have players in double-A ready to go to triple-A, in triple-A ready to go to the majors, in advanced-A ready to go to double-A, all across the line, at all the positions. Once that starts happening, then the team is in solid shape. If the team's not there, there is a problem. And uh, as compared to 2013, when the Cubs called... I don't. I, I might have to look into that. Who did the Cubs call up when they traded Alfonso Soriano? That's actually a good research project. Um, but whoever it was did not become a significant long-term piece. It could have been Chris Coghlan. It could have been Chris Coghlan. But as far it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been anybody anything more significant than that. The goal. Long term, the goal long term in a system is not to have a horrible season where you trade all your best players and bring up players from AAA because, hey, we've got an opening now. We might as well look at this guy. That's not the goal. The goal is to have a good team year in, year out, which the Cubs aren't at now. Good team year in, year out. And you get to a point at some point where you have a third baseman in AAA. I'm just going to use third base. It could be any position. You have a guy in third base in AAA. He's doing amazingly well. He deserves a call-up. He is not on the 40-man roster yet. But realistically, that shouldn't make any difference. He should be at the major league level. He's good enough to be at the major league level. He's going to be good at the major league level. And when he gets called up to the major league level, incidentally, in case this makes any difference to you, he's going to be making league minimum. This guy really ought to get called up. He really ought to get called up. When he gets up, he's probably going to be really good. And he's definitely going to be making league minimum. So what do you do with your third baseman? You already got a third baseman. He might be doing okay. You know, maybe he's a little bit over league average. Maybe he's really popular. Maybe 
people have jerseys of him in the stadium and blah 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 and he's got a lot of home runs and he's got a lot of a lot of RBIs maybe he has a batting average da, 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 da. what you do when you have a third baseman ready to come up to replace your third baseman and the guy who's going to come up is going to be as good as the guy is it's a major league level you find a team that's willing to trade for the guy that's going to be replaced by the new guy you find a team. This guy's the ninth best third baseman in the league. Ninth best third baseman in the league. But we have a guy in AAA that's better than he is. You think a team could trade the ninth best third baseman in the league? Probably. What do you trade him for? Well, it depends on who your team is. You, know, you, you might need a starting pitcher, or you might need a right fielder instead, or you might need a catcher. Or maybe, 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 maybe. Your team is actually really solid. Your team is really good. Your team is about ready to go pat anyway. You really don't need necessarily a whole lot of improvement. When you trade your ninth, the ninth best third baseman and all of baseball or whatever it is or whatever position it is you're going to replace him with a guy from the minor leagues who's going to be about as good as he is maybe a little bit better perfectly legitimate to trade him for prospects trade him for the best pool of talent available and if some of that ends up being prospects and you send them to the level that they're supposed to go to. And after all, you call up the third baseman from AAA. You know what that means? The third baseman at AA who's kicking butt. He gets a promotion. He gets a promotion. And the circle of life continues. If a team locates and develops talent well enough, they will benefited. If a team has a bullpen where they can trade off three very good relievers and call up some guys from the minor leagues who, you know what? These guys don't really suck all that bad. That's a sign of life. That's a sign that things are getting better. And when you call up, when you, when a, try that again. When you trade away a first baseman and call up a first baseman from minor leagues, the first baseman from the minor leagues is outplaying the guy who used to be playing first base. You're taking steps in the right direction. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great Tuesday. Full line of... Major League and Minor League action tonight. All the way from Chicago down to somewhere in Arizona. I don't know if it's Mesa or not. Heck, I don't know if they're even playing the A's. If it's the A's, the A's are probably forfeiting again. I still have no idea what's going on with that. But yeah, um, you are, even if you are a Minor League junkie, even if you're a Minor League junkie, you are allowed to prioritize the Big League game tonight because... 
I want as many Adrian Sampson updates as possible. In fact, when I get back to Twitter, I want as many Adrian Sampson updates as possible is going to be one of my first tweets. Have a great Tuesday.